The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. Hello, this is G. Cobb with you on Voice America. And, of course, this is G. Cobb in the House, and I'm being joined by my co-host, Micah Warren. How are you doing, Micah? I'm phenomenal. How about yourself? Doing great, doing great. You know, uh, we, we always have plenty of plenty of things uh, things to talk about, and there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the uh, talking about um, you know some of the the Eagles and what's going on with them. I'd like to talk about Manny Ramirez, of course, uh, with the. What happened uh, with him? I didn't see. What happened to Manny? Uh, well, you know, he hit, he hit another home run. No, no, he, <laughs> he hit another home run. He struck out really. You know, um, he's trying to get pregnant. <clears throat> You know, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> he's yeah, I, I mean, and, and not trying to get his lady pregnant. He's trying to get pregnant. <laughs> but, so ridiculous. Um, so ridiculous. We'll talk about that uh, as well as uh, LeBron James, man. What is, what is, what's up with LeBron James? He, he acts like he wants to win a championship, you know. And yeah. um, uh, that should be interesting. But there's plenty to talk about, of course. Now, why don't we just go ahead? Because it's it's just something blowing up in the in the uh, in the news. Uh, that, but a little closer to football. What do you have to say about Brett Favre? It has not, has it not been said about Brett Favre. How many times is Brett Favre going to come back? What's your whole spin on the Brett Favre thing? Gee, uh, I was sick of it last year. Uh, I'm in the New York area, so I was sick of it during the season. I'm now sick of it again. I just I'm sick of hearing about the guy. I really think, and I'd love to get your take on this, is he the most overrated athlete of the last 20 years? Now, overrated people take the wrong way. They think, oh, he's a great player. I'm not saying he's not a great player. Overrated. As in the way people talk about this guy. I mentioned something earlier on gcob.com that what about all these interceptions? What about all those bad decisions? Why is he not held accountable? The media, right. everybody thinks, oh, it's Brett Favre, he's the best. No. He's and then you got into it now, and he's got no arm to go with his bad decisions. Yeah, well, you know, and the other thing about it is, uh, at least right now in this uh, situation, is it's like he's above reproach. Uh, you know, anybody else will be will get called on the carpet, you know, for being out of line about something, but he can say and do whatever he wants to do, and he's never called on the carpet. I mean, it, yep. it's it's really kind of amazing uh, that the guy can just basically. Operate with the above any uh, type of criticism, and that's the problem I have. Not that um, you know uh, we we're going into the thing, and I and I agree that he, he was able to throw interceptions with, without being called on the carpet, uh, making mistakes, just throwing games away for his football team, but yet still patted on the back and worshipped. And I can understand that it went on in Green Bay, 
But the fact that it, it's going on nationally and continues to go on is if, you know, where are the rules at? The guy wants to come back because he wants to get uh, get uh, Green Bay, dude. He's got, he wants a retaliation against Green Bay. That's the only reason he's thinking about coming back. Is that what we want going on in, in, uh, in pro, pro football? I mean, that, that's my problem is that it, there just doesn't seem to have been enough criticism uh, going his way. The way other guys get called out and get, you know, get shelled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he never and, got it. And, um, you know, because, and then, and then the, people talk about, you know, the greatest quarterback ever. Please. No. No, no, no. no way. No way. No, I mean, how many, not. And, how many, and I hear what you're saying. I mean, the, it's almost like we, we criticize athletes when we say, oh, it's all about the money. He would actually be better off saying it was about the money than <laughs> – what he's doing now, which we all know is to get back to Green Bay. He's got such a problem with Green Bay and Ted Thompson. He wants to stick it to him. Yeah. And what more quarterback needy than the Vikings, especially when you consider uh, teams that are that close to a championship and the only thing they're missing is the quarterback. The Vikings have a great team. They just don't have anybody to throw the ball. And, and, I mean, and, and when, you know, yeah, if he were to go to the Vikings, they do have – that is a nice setup up there uh, for uh, somebody that wants to win something because – you know they got the running game. They got the defense. Yeah, they, they just need they just need a you know a decent quarterback. Doesn't have to be great. Somebody can make a make some plays and and not get them beat. Uh, but um, I don't think it's going to work out. You know I can understand. You know that uh, from what I hear, he's got a tear in his bicep. You know, so if you're an old player and you're, and you're getting injuries, and the way his, his uh, arm gave out, uh, I I don't think he's a good uh, investment really for anybody. No, and it depends on what they pay him. The problem is, look at the Vikings. I mean, is, is he better than Sage Rosenfels right now? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, probably, yeah. Doris Jackson. I mean, he might be a nice guy, but he is absolute garbage. I mean, the guy can't – he's not an NFL starting quarterback. Is he a backup? Maybe. Sage Rosenfels is their best option right now. So, that, that, I agree with you that he's 40, his arm is bad. So, so, yeah, he's not a premier guy anymore, but, man, compared to what the Vikings have, they're, they're brutal. <laughs> they're yeah. brutal at the quarterback position. Yeah, they they are hurting. And, uh, you know, so uh, the whole thing with Brett Favre, I, I really think that, um, you know, he should go somewhere, uh, get a job, let's put off this coming back all the time, let's put that to rest and be done with that. Now, uh, moving on, uh, Manny Ramirez. Now, the thing with Manny is, okay, first of all, if you're going to come forward and you got an explanation, right, for whatever happened, yeah, you got to at least, even if it's a lie, which it is a lie, at least stay with the lie 24 hours. How, how could you come forward? He came forward, and, 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 well, it wasn't him. I don't know. One of his stooges said that he was had some kind of personal thing with a doctor, and that he, um, that, you know, the, the doctor gave him something, and that's what made him, you know, test positive. But before they could do all that, he comes back, it's some kind of, you know, um, uh, what do you call it, a fertility drug for a women? A woman's fertility drug. Well, gee, in his defense, if a guy is taking women's fertility drugs, that is a very private matter that we shouldn't be talking about publicly. Now, that is true. <laughs> That is That's true. Not, that is something you want to keep going with. You know, they said that maybe he wants to increase his sperm count, you know? Yeah, I guess. But you know what was funny when I, when I first heard that? I was like, That's weird. 
and they said it's typical to to take something like that when you're done using steroids. And man, that's you know, judge judge jury executioner right there. Well, you know what they're saying. Uh, so I heard an explanation where somebody said, well. What he was probably doing, he was on the juice, and he signed with the Dodgers maybe sooner than he thought he was going to sign. <laughs> and he didn't get a chance to get cleaned out before he had to take the physical, you know. That's interesting, and you wonder to what, because he, he really did drag his feet before signing. Um, you wonder to what extent he played in the negotiation. I mean, who knows? Uh, but uh, there, there is a chance of that. And, and the thing about it is, obviously, uh, you know, this guy knew what he was doing. <laughs> to some yeah, extent. Well, you know what? It's like I said before, uh, like, you know, a year or so ago, I always say if you don't root for Aaron, you don't care about baseball because he was the guy that was clean, that could break bonds, tainted records. So then we yeah. lose him. All right, well, we still got Manny. We got two holes. Well, now we don't have Manny anymore. Who's left? And, and what, is that, what does that mean right now? What, what do these records mean? Nothing. Uh, they really don't. I mean, because, you know, of course, A-Rod was going to be the guy a little bit before that. Everybody's yeah. saying, A-Rod's going to break it, and he's clean. You yeah. know, even and though then, I'll tell you this, as as much as uh, I got a problem with the A-Rod, I got a problem with that lady uh, who broke the story. What's her name? Selena, Selena Roberts. Roberts. Selena Roberts. Okay. She's the same one that had those kids down there at Duke basically ready to hang them. They were guilty as sin. Wanted to throw, put them in jail, throw away the key. She's down there investigating it. She, she didn't find any uh, evidence down there. Even we found out that they were flat out innocent as all guilt and that the, 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 the girl down there was a straight-up hoe and, and not only just a hoe, a lying hoe. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, know what? I, I agree with you. And there's, a, there's, and she's not the only one, too. There were way too many people. Well, she was those kids. That's a very, very serious accusation. She was at the New York Times, and she was leading a lot of the, the, the stuff because she was so, making these reports. And obviously, she was ignoring the, the, the type of uh, information that would have said that maybe they're guilty. And maybe she's this girl who was, who was accusing her of that is dirt. But, you know, this went on for a long time, too. See? That's the thing. And you know she, she ran into some evidence that obviously should at least say, you know, maybe, maybe, they're, not, maybe they're not guilty. She was, she was railroading these kids. And these, a lot of these guys, come on, some of them 18, 19 years old. Yeah. And they were locked up, throw away the key, week after week after week of this junk. And then to come to find out that not only were they innocent, they were totally innocent. Oh, completely. I mean, hey, look, and, and with charges yeah. like that, I, I really think we need stiffer penalties against false accusations like that because, as you know, with, with instances of, of rape and things like that, that's not the point in the court of public opinion. You know, you, know you, you talk about putting somebody in the joint and throwing away the key, they should have put her butt in the joint for a while. I agree. That these kids are ruined. Yeah. You know, they, what's, what's their recourse? So, yeah, I, I got no patience for that. But you're right, Selena Roberts is involved in that. and The big thing is Selena Roberts. And, and then with the stuff with A-Rod, which is, the stuff with A-Rod, she's got no evidence to say he was taking drugs back in high school. No evidence at all. The thing she says is he gained a lot of weight. Like, what? Come on, high school? <laughs> you know, I know when I was in high school, I, I was getting bigger. Come on. 
I was growing at an alarming rate, height-wise. Not exactly as big as I wanted to be, but I was definitely getting taller. Uh, I, was starting, I was starting to develop muscle back then, you know. I mean, my nuts dropped, you know, earlier. <laughs> Whatever, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, well, I was kidding. I was kidding my grandson about that. I was like, "Boy, it seemed like something dropped on you, son." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah. but anyway, seriously though, um, that's why I really, as much as they try to destroy a rod, you know, you feel that you got to at least say something about the person that's making the accusation. You know, what is their credibility? And hers is not real good. If you bring out that evidence of her trying to railroad those guys. She never came up. Where, where, where is the mayor couple that she had? Where's the mayor couple that was in the in New York Times? There's no right. mayor couple, and that's the problem I got with a lot of people. With, with a lot of people in the media, is that they're quick to get a guy, but you know, but none of them want to say, "Hey, you know what? I was wrong." Even if even if you're killing a guy, you say the guy can't play, and then the guy proves you he can play. Hey, what's wrong with saying, "Hey, you know, I was wrong about this guy. This guy can play." Right, right. Uh, no one ever wants to admit that. Gee, we got to. Uh, I think we're running to a break here, so. Um... G. Cobb and Michael Warren with you on Voice America Sports. And, uh, G, when we come back, you want to talk some Eagles? We'll do it. All right, we'll see you in a bit. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you facing your mortgage issues? This can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like... Prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our huge selection, enormous variety, one-stop shopping, everything under one roof. Or promise prices reduced up to seventy-five percent. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like see store for details. Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. We'll try to convince you that our product will give you leaner, tighter abs in minutes. A perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Show. Are you ready for some football? Come on. Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. 
This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective. That'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G Cobb back with you. On VoiceAmerica.com, of course, this is G. Cobb in the house. I'm being joined by my co-host, Michael Warren, and uh, we're going to get into talk a little bit about the Eagles now. Uh, of course, you had the, the minicamp last week, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and the, the best fun I had, though, was to see uh, the, the way that Deshaun Jackson uh, reacted to some questions about, you know, his new teammate, Jeremy Macklin. Uh, you know, where they got some questions about. Uh, in fact, I got the uh, some of the uh, the uh, uh, that interview uh, up on the website, and it is just so funny to see that healthy competition. That look, Deshaun said, "This guy's got to prove himself." <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm about this guy. Hey, this guy's got to prove himself. He got to prove he, he belongs here, and I, I think Deshaun is ready for a big year. But um, but you can see that you know it's it's good. There's some good competition. And uh, Macklin's confident that he's going to be able to do the job. Uh, and Deshaun is very confident that he is still the man. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, uh, seeing how those guys uh, work out. How, how do you think it's going to work out, Micah? I think you're exactly right. You can could, you could just tell what a look on Deshaun's face. Oh, I don't know. I like this new guy coming in here. But it's it, 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 a positive it, it, way yeah. because I don't think it's destructive. I think it's kind of the thing where he's, it's going to make him work that much harder. And like you said, that's going to make him have a better – I agree with you. I think he's going to have a big season because you brought in Macklin. You still have Kevin Curtis. Selleck did an excellent job at the end of the year. I know both of us sold uh, on him as far as a, a high-end number one tight end, but he did an excellent job uh, last year. And now you've got this Cornelius Ingram. You add Westbrook, McCoy. You've got some weapons. And now all of a sudden, Deshaun's not necessarily the most potent weapon in this offense. You can just devote all your attention to shutting him down. Um, so that combined with the – the fact that he's going to be pretty motivated, I, I think he's. I think this offense could do a lot of great things this year, and especially Deshaun, definitely. Yeah, I, I just, I just think it's going to be, um, it's going to make for for a lot of uh, you know just big time action. Plus, uh, they've got the big quick strike capability. Uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense, uh, which is going to open things up for other people. And I, I tell you, it could come down to really uh, the key could could be. The play of Selleck and Leonard Weaver in that if they can uh, provide a, a safe, um, you know, a, just fallback, you know, for for, for Donna, a safety valve. Yeah, uh, that a lot of times what they're going to do is even on broken plays, bad plays, they still get three, four, five yards 
uh, because those guys are catching the ball, uh, it's going to make them very tough to stop. And I think that this could wind up being the Eagles' best offense uh, that they've ever had, you know. And, uh, of course, you know, you don't want to get ahead of yourself because, you know, of course, everybody's got to stay healthy. But they will, if, I, I believe they will have more talent on the field offensively than any time in the history of, their, of the franchise. At least that's, that's what I believe, that's, you know. No, and that's saying a lot considering how good that offense was in 2004 with Terrell Owens. And I believe right now we have our buddy Bob Cunningham on the line. Yes, I'm here. Hey, Bob, how you doing? So what do you, what do you think? What, what's your take on this Eagles offense so far this year? Uh, it, it, it's really going to come down to, to the rookies. You know, you know what you have in guys like Westbrook, McNabb, perennial all-stars. You know you're going to get the best from them week in, week out. If Maglin can step up and uh, McCoy especially, Ingram will get some time. That just makes them that much better. All right, so I have a question for both of you guys here. Uh, if McCoy can't pick up the blitz, this running back situation is in big trouble. You agree? Well, you know, that's why, I, you, know you know, it's one of the reasons I would have liked to have seen them hang on to Buckhalter. I, I still, th- I think McCoy is going to be able to do the job, and you can do things to help. But uh, it, it is going to make things. It puts it puts a good deal of pressure on them to be able to pick everything up and be ready go to go right at the top. Uh, of the season uh, because they got rid of Buckhalter. So um, I, I think there's some things they can do, but it will mean a major problem if he can't pick up the, up the blitz. Yeah, well, that leaves Westbrook and, and uh, Booker as the only two guys that can be on the field, and Booker can't be on the field. So, Well, well we, we, we don't want to mention Booker, do we? We're not allowed to say that on this program. <laughs> but... But that that would that would mean Weaver has to play, like not a well, back role. Now I will tell you this: that a lot of times in the single back role, it wouldn't be a problem for Weaver to play it too, uh, because you know if you go to the single back and and he's really picking up and running routes, and, and for that matter, running with the ball, there's no reason that Weaver couldn't do that because Weaver's not a, a really just a pure uh, fullback. He is a he's got a, he's got the ability to run with the football and catch it so. He could step in and play that role. That's true. And Bob will ask you this. Does this mean Kyle Echo might have a shot at making this team? He did a very good job when called upon last year. I, I hope he makes the team. I really liked I really liked Echo. He's a, a blue-collar kind of guy. He's a local guy. Uh, grew up an Eagles fan. So I would, I would love to see, to see Echo make the team. But it's going to be hard for him because, you know, Reed's not going not gonna to give up on um, Booker. Give up a fourth round pick for him, so he's not giving up on him. But uh, and he loves to carry so many offensive linemen. He might lose a numbers game. Oh, that's probably the case. But gee, do you think there's any way Booker gets cut? I think there's a chance he doesn't make it. I mean, he's just really not doing much. Do you think there's no, any I, way gee, that he could? I think there's a chance he could get hit with the machete. Uh, I do. Um, depending on what they do at other positions, uh, you know. So it, it's kind of a, he's got to show something. He's got to show that. He can help and contribute something. Uh, they really don't need him uh, when it comes to kickoff return, so that that eliminates a certain need. Yep. Uh, and that, that 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 could wind up getting him is the fact that they don't need him from a special uh, team standpoint because you've got all of these talented special teams players they have on the team now. So that's uh, that could wind up being the thing that really undoes uh, that, that undoes this uh, situation there with the Eagles. No, no doubt about it. I think that. 
I would lean towards them not making it right now and thinking about that. I think I think we're going to. I have a feeling we're going to be surprised by what running backs the Eagles keep, other than Westbrook, Weaver, McCoy. Definitely they're keeping those guys. What roles they play, we don't know. It's going to be there regardless of whether he can even play right now because he's a second round pick. Do you keep Eckle? Do you keep Booker? Is it between the two of them? Did neither of them make it? Because uh, Booker clearly has not done what they thought he was going to do, which is. You know, be that gadget guy that kind of Westbrook do all the types of things, and, and he really not even close. I mean, he doesn't even look like he belongs out there. Uh, yeah, well, they were disappointed. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I don't know that a fourth-round pick is enough to keep him on the roster. I mean, look how uh, quickly they got rid of Tony Hunt. Didn't take them long to realize they made a mistake there. Um, so we'll see what happens. But, you know, is there – is it Bob, do you think there's any chance they add another running back maybe in uh, training camp? They have uh, uh, Rashard Mendenhall's brother in there as a training camp body, Walter Mendenhall. He's a big guy. He's about six foot two thirty, I think I saw. Uh, he's a guy I would like to see uh, get a serious look at. Uh, but unfortunately, he doesn't seem to fit what the Eagles do. They don't want the big back. They want the the guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield and move. But I'd like his size. I I haven't gotten to see him play, but I like his size. I'd like to see uh, what he does in training camp. Well, you're exactly right um, when you said he doesn't fit with the mold of what the Eagles do. It's so funny. You read all these analysts and draft experts and national media guys, and the Eagles need to add a big back. They've been saying that for eight years. <laughs> Andy Reid doesn't care. <laughs> That's not what he wants. Everybody thinks the Eagles need to add a big back except the Yeah, well, Andy's, uh, you know, he doesn't believe in it, so. You know, that, that's out the door. And, you know, they can win without it. The big thing they've got to do now is they've got to get these kids up to speed, get them to the point where they learn this offense, and then, you know, they've got to go out and they, and they just got to play. I mean, they should have a very good football team. But, of course, you know, that the attention to detail, the red zone is going to be a key area. And, of course, developing the running game to get it to the point to where they can run when everybody knows they're going to run. Uh, when they're when they're uh, they're uh, basically running out the clock to seal a game, they got to be able to run the ball. They got to be able to run the ball on, on uh, third and short, those short down, short short yardage situations, and they got to be able to run the ball on the goal line. Now, if they can do that and do it better than they did last year and be you know successful doing that, they're going to be a tough off- offense to deal with because they've got they've got quite a few options now uh, with with some of the people they've added all, uh, over the off season. Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but the offense—I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, or nay? Did they did they do enough to improve the red zone offense? That's really what it's about. They moved the ball up and down the field. They set yardage records. All this. Did they do enough to improve the red zone offense? Hey, hey, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys continue with it, and uh, I'll check back with you guys. Uh, you, you know, uh, talk to you guys afterwards. Okay? All right, G. We'll talk to you in a bit. All right. All right, Bob, what do you think? Did they do enough? I know it's not really fair to ask you to project what Cornelius Ingram's going to be in the yeah. pros, but did they do enough? Yes. Yeah, I think they did. I think, uh, you know, obviously the, the tight end was a, was a weak spot last year. But really, with that beefy offense, that, they've get, that offensive line that they've got, they should be able to hand it to Weaver or Echo if he makes the team or even Westbrook behind those guys and, and walk in untouched with uh, – with the kind of power they've got up front now. 
No, I agree with you. Look, we got to take a break. But when we come back, Bob, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to give you some names of, on the Eagles roster. I want you to tell me: Do they make? Are they on the, the opening day roster? Are they? So when we come back, I'll give you that. And uh, it's Chief Cobb in the house with Michael Warren, Bob Cunningham, and we'll talk to you in a minute. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back no questions asked let's face it the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes the team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful the fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be but how do you make them faster after all like many coaches maybe you were told that you can't teach speed that an athlete is either born with it or they're not right wrong Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport, speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. There has never been a better time to become a videographer in the sport of hunting. And right now, you can combine everything you love about hunting with a career in television. And you can learn it at home with Brock Ray's Outdoor Videography School. Hunter and TV personality Brock Ray has put together a course taught by TV professionals. And it all comes to you in a six-DVD home set that lets you learn about this lucrative occupation on your own time. Now, get paid for the hunts you shoot. That's right, when you purchase the home study course and learn our techniques, you can submit your video to us. And if it gets chosen, your segment might appear on our nationally televised, better-built world of outdoors. We will pay you for using your video. Call now at 205-625-5480. We invite you to visit our website at OutdoorVideoSchool.com. Start your career in television now. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. How you guys doing? It's Michael Warren with... G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. We are talking with my buddy Bob Cunningham, who is a contributor to GCobb.com. How you doing, Bob? I'm good, good. Good to be here. Right, I'm, I'm going to give you some names, all right? Uh, some, some players on the Eagles roster. And I want you to give me a yes or no on whether they are on the opening day roster. We're, we're, we're going to make it easy. We're going to start easy. 
Matt Schobel. Yes. Really? You think he makes it? Uh, who else? They have Selleck and Ingram, but uh, they usually like to keep three tight ends. Who else do they have? Anybody? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I share your sentiments, but uh, <laughs> he, he, he almost wins by default. There's no one else there, unless one of these undrafted guys makes an impression. Which the one guy who supposedly looked okay in minicamp, uh, his name is escaping me right now, but it'll be a camp battle. We'll see. But you're right, he's a veteran. All right, I'll give you that. Okay. Hank Basket. Uh, hmm. We know there's a big numbers game at the wide receiver position. Yes, there is. Uh, it's a big guy, big target. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I think yes, too, because he, he does block. He does do a lot of the little things. And the one thing he has, really no other receiver on the Eagles has, is that height. Yep. He's a big boy. He's um, also uh, only one of, what, six guys, I think, in NFL history to have uh, one or more catches of uh, 90 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, and he has three a career over 80, I believe. He had yeah, like oh, yeah, 80, not 90, 80. Cowboys, yeah, right. He had the Rams. And it, it's kind of funny when you, you look, if you look at just those numbers, you'd be like, wow, this guy must be a burner. Yeah. <laughs> not really. <laughs> you know, no. he's, got, he's got decent speed. He's got long legs. But he seems to find a way to make those big plays, and I think I'm with you on that. I think Hank stays. Yeah. All right, so we talked about this before. Lorenzo Baker. It wouldn't surprise me either way because he only did have one year and played. He didn't get much time, but, I mean, I could speak to what they think of him. Oh, man. I'll, I'll go ahead and say no. Um, now, I, I, just, I just got done saying that uh, they'd keep him because they give that fourth-round pick. But like you guys were saying, they did get rid of Tony Hunt pretty quickly. They, they might have made a mistake here. Uh, well, yeah, that so, much we know. So I'll, I'll, I'll flip-flop here and say <laughs> I no. Just, they it don't depends on how much they want to follow through with the mistake. And, again, of course, this game is not even fair to you or me to figure it out because we, you have to look at all the positions to really figure out who makes on the 53. So this is obviously yeah. hypothetical. Yeah. So you're going to go with no overall? You, you think you had to guess? Uh, I'll say no, but and only because uh, you know Echol can he can contribute on special teams, whereas Booker really can't. His only contribution was going to be returning, but now they've got Macklin and Jackson and Demps and Hobbs. He he doesn't fall into that category with them anyway. Unless he really is good at mixing the Gatorade with the ice, I think. <laughs> so. And he could be. We don't know. We don't know that. Yeah. Right now. So could be. Right he now, could he, be on that sideline. He could be in trouble. I'm going to get a uh, – all right, here, here's a – all right, let's, let's go. This is sort of easy because I think we all know this guy can't stay around. But he's, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. This guy's a good player. This guy's mm-hmm. a good NFL player. He deserves to be uh, a decent position on an NFL team. Reggie Brown. Ooh. Uh, does he stick with the Eagles? Uh, I would say yes. I think uh, – I think he does have the talent to, to show something in training camp. It's going to come down to, does he want it? I actually just got done writing something about him. You know, he has produced every year, last year being the exception when he was banged up. But his first two years, I mean, he had in 2006, I think it was, he had nine total touchdowns. The man can play if he wants to. And I think he does. I think he can play regardless. The question here is, where does he fit on the team? And you look, 
Deshaun Jackson, obviously, a starter. You got Macklin or Curtis starting. Either one, it doesn't matter. They're both, he's not messing with their spots. Now you get into a different range, though. Avant has a spot because of what he does. He, he's not fast at all. Yeah. He's probably about as fast as I am. Yeah. Um, he runs his roots incredibly well. He's a great third down target. He's a big guy. He catches anything he throws away. So you know what his role is. He's great on third down. Yeah. I mean, how big was that third and 20 against the Giants? It was huge. Oh, that was, that was, that was a great play. You could argue they lose that game if they don't convert that because they were backed up and it wasn't looking good. So yeah. then you look at basket. We talked about him. He's got the height. You know, he'll, he, can, he can block. He does a lot of other things. Um, but Reggie Brown doesn't play special teams. Yeah. He, he does, he's, I, I want to call him like the prototypical average wide receiver. Good hands, not great. Yeah. Decent speed, not great. Decent yeah. spot, size, not great. He doesn't do any one thing where you go, wow. But that said, he does enough things well. He does deserve to be playing in the NFL. I just don't know that, that it's with the Eagles. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He could, but because he does everything pretty well and doesn't really seem to have a weakness or a strength, he could be a dark horse guy where in the middle of the season, you're looking at him, he's on the roster, he's, he's contributing, and you're like, what is he doing? Where is he coming from? Uh, and maybe beating out a guy like like Basket, who does have that that size, but maybe lacks in another area. And he does have some value in trade. I really believe that. I think he's I think he's most valuable to this team, honestly, in trade. They're for the first time in how long can we say that they're set at wide receiver? They really are. Um, what would you expect? Well, only if Macklin only if Macklin plays up to the hype. If he doesn't, then they're in trouble again. I don't know. I mean, even even still. You can get him involved on short routes. You don't have to. He doesn't build the whole offense. That's far. I think Deshaun's going to be fine, and I think all the additions are going to make everybody else fine. I think they're even if you're not in love with it. If you, if you don't say, "Wow, it's Rice and Taylor or whatever," yeah, they, they have they have receivers that they can win with. Absolutely, I believe that. And everybody in Philadelphia is going to have a differing opinion on that, but personally, I, I think they can win with these guys. Yeah. So yeah, as far as Reggie Brown, I mean, I mean you take a. I don't think somebody would fifth round pick. Would you give a fifth rounder if you're? If I'm another team. I'm if I'm a team like uh, maybe the Jaguars or the Titans. I'm looking at a, a pretty thin receiving crop. I would jump on the opportunity to give up a fifth round pick. Oh, I agree Brown. with that completely. Absolutely. I'd be looking for. Honestly, they're so bad at the wide receiver position. Both those teams. That's a great point. I, I'd be dying to give up a four for them. Yeah, uh, absolutely. These questions, these questions are starting to get a little harder, Bob. So. I need to put your thinking cap on because these questions are going to get harder. I got you. I'll, I'll start. <laughs> Sheldon Brown, is he on the opening day roster? Yes. I have to yes. agree there. Undoubtedly, yes. Because, and, and if you notice, that the, uh, over the minicamp, he started to kind of backpedal. So he kind of took his foot off the gas as far as, I went out of here, he was no banner and this and that. When he showed up, he did kind of ease off of that. If, mm-hmm. if, he, if he continues with that, you'd have to think that he stays barring – uh, you know, it's a really sweet deal, which we don't know that they're going to get for a above-average corner who's, you know, around 30. Yeah. He, he's never even been to a to a Pro Bowl. I mean, he's just that, that consistent guy. I mean, he has one interception in the last 21 games. I don't know where he thinks he gets off the man in a trade anyway. He's got four years left on his deal, and Banner really put him in his place. I think now he's starting to realize he's got no leverage, and the best thing for him to do is play as well as he can, up his trade value, and maybe he can go next year. And it's funny, a lot of people are talking about, well, look, at look. I don't remember Leo getting a new deal with the Jets. <laughs> He's just a starting corner in a different town. 
Uh, so we'll yeah, see how that works. works. What did he get? Yeah. A four-year, $28 million contract? Who's that, Lito? Yeah. It, it was nothing to be – it wasn't like uh, – He got that $10 million signing bonus, though. Okay, fine. And maybe that he's fine with that. But, I mean, it, it wasn't like all of a sudden maybe he became a Santi Samuel, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing with Leo was there was – the pickings in free agency were so slim. You saw a guy like Dominique Foxworth, who's now getting paid $7 million a year. Does he deserve that? Absolutely not. But because no. the pickings were so slim, they had to throw the money at him. And that's what does happen. I mean, I remember when – Derek Mason first hit the market, and he was the top receiver available. Yeah, he's a nice player. He's a very good player, but, you know, he's not Randy Paul Terrell Owens. But, uh, Make it overpaid okay. because that's all there is. Exactly. And that happens. When you're the best available at a position in a given free agent market, all of a sudden, you know, you're getting paid money that you just don't deserve. Um, so speaking of getting things you don't deserve, Winston Jones. Uh, I'm going to catch so much heat for this. I am not ready to give up on Winston Justice. I think if you slide him into guard, he is big enough, powerful enough, that he can make an impact, not, not with the Eagles. So, no, I say he's not on the team, not with the Eagles. But somewhere in the NFL, he can make an impact. I think he was in one game. I mean, if you look at this Giants game, he's playing against O.C. Umanura, one of the fastest defensive ends in the league. And he had no idea he was playing except for an hour and a half before the game. They decided Trey was out. He was in. He got thrown into the fire against O.C. Umanura. No, hey, look, I agree with you. They didn't give him any help. Let's, you know, we'll always go back to the fact that they throw every down. So that's not exactly mm-hmm. helping him out. And if you remember the last game of the 2007 season, he played right tackle the Bills. And he was okay. Yes. He, was, yep. he wasn't good. But, you know, I, I kind of agree with you on this. What happens in Philly is we tend to find guys like a Mike Lamola or a Freddie Mitchell, and how good they actually are gets overlooked because they've already become the butt of the joke. So yes. that's where Winston Justice is heading. It doesn't matter what they do. G would kill both of us if he heard us talking like this. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> he can't stand Winston Justice. But I know why he can't. And so far he hasn't shown that he can do it. Could he possibly play right tackle for this team? Maybe. Not now, obviously. No, uh, he's not beating Stacey Andrews out. But the interesting thing with, with Andrews is no matter how much he talks about he'll be ready for the season, will he? And if he's not, then what? You know, do you, do you kick Sean out to right tackle and, and put Cole at right guard, or do you give Justice a, a shot if he's still on the team? Well, if, if Andrews isn't ready yet, yeah, you're going to keep um, uh, Sean out there, obviously. And then, but they've got a bunch of guys at right guard. Remember, they had, you know, Gene Plus there playing. They had Nick Cole, so. Yeah, Gene Gillis is a guy I, I like, too. Yeah, and then you got guys like Mike McGovern, where they fit in. They, they because if you watch any Eagles draft, at some point they just start stocking up on these linemen. You know, King Dunlap, whatever it is, they just throw them in there. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I agree with you. Winston Justice is not on this team. But I also agree, I think he could, he could be playing somewhere. There's some bad offensive lines in the NFL. The Steelers so I think he could be need, need help. That's a good team that doesn't have a good line. The Steelers, I think he could oh, stick Steelers, somewhere. Yeah, they should at least take a... Uh, you know, take a flyer on him. So, uh, all right, we're with Bob Cunningham. This is G-Cop in the house with Micah Warren. And we will be back after this.
a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you currently having trouble paying your mortgage? Are you in an adjustable rate mortgage or possibly in foreclosure? If you've been late once, have already received a letter from your lender with intent to foreclose, or even have a sheriff's sale notice, you need to contact the professionals at New Hope Modifications. They are experts in helping people behind on their mortgage, in foreclosure, or even who are on time, but know that rate will be adjusting and will cause them problems in the future. Call New Hope Modifications today at 888-NO-DEBT-9. That's 888-663-3289. And talk to one of their modification experts. New Hope is staffed with professionals that have years of experience in customer service and the mortgage industry. Our branch managers take pride in giving every customer the attention and support that they may need in this crucial time of their life. You are not alone, and New Hope is the company that you can trust to help you save your home or assist in getting you a payment you can handle. Give them a call right now at 888-663-3289. Again, that number, 888-663-3289, and put your trust in New Hope. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free, 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. How's it going, guys? Michael Warren with G. Cobb in the house. And uh, on VoiceAmericaSports.com, we are with my buddy Bob Cunningham, who contributes to GCOB.com. And Bob and I were just going through a few Eagles players who, are they going to make the roster? Are they going to be there opening day, or are they gone? For a variety of reasons, uh, everybody's a little different. So i got one more for you, Bob, and then we're going to get into a little bit of the NFC East discussion. Uh, right. This is a tough one. 
And it's one of those things that sounds maybe sounds ridiculous now, but who knows? Omar Gaither. Yes. If, well, if it's me, yes. I, personally, I think Gaither should take a spot back. I you don't like Akeem Jordan. Over Akeem Jordan, yes. I think the only thing Jordan has over Gaither is he's a bit quicker than Gaither. But other than that, I think Gaither is a better tackler. He knows what he's doing a whole lot better. And I, I, I found it kind of odd that he was benched because here's a guy who they've really stuck with. I mean, ever since his rookie year, I mean, they cut Jeremiah Trotter so they could put him in the middle. They cut Takiya Spike so they could put him at will. And now he's kind of he seemed to have fallen out of favor. Uh, and re- the only guy who lost his job after that Baltimore debacle, I have, I don't know what there has to be something going on that we don't know about. But barring some kind of crazy locker room scandal thing, I think he stays with the team. And really, I, I think he should take his spot back. Do you think it's an instance where they offered him a long-term deal? He declined it because of the talk that people feel like if you decline one of those long-term deals from the Eagles, you're going to lose your spot. They don't like that. They want you to take those long-term deals that end up turning out to be such garbage and why Leo's upset and, and Sheldon's upset and Sean Andrews will be upset at some point. Ten-year yeah. deal. If you put him in two, do you think it's a case like that? It could be. Yeah, absolutely it could be. That's something the Eagles have, have done. They've been fairly open about it. They've, that's just the way they do business. I hope that's not it because if that's what they're doing and they're intentionally not putting uh, – the best players on the field, then there's something wrong with that because I do think Gaither is the better player. Love Akeem Jordan on special teams and as a backup guy. If one of them went down, wouldn't bat an eye with Jordan in there. But I think Gaither is uh, the obvious better player. But in truth, the, the one issue there with Gaither, though, he really, if you, if you block him, he stays blocked. He really does not get off blocks well. That was my thinking for why he was benched. We, none of us are ever going to really know. Mm-hmm. But is that an issue for you? I mean, you know, King Jordan does seem to deal with that better. Uh, the, but the thing with Jordan, though, is he doesn't really know the defense all that well, and you could tell at times he was out of position. Where With Gaither, he does stay blocked, but he doesn't get pushed around, really. He kind of creates a stalemate. And as a linebacker, you should be able to get off that block better. But that's something that he can work on. And it seems like he's older because he's been playing – since his rookie year, but he's only going into, what, his fourth year? So I, that's something that can be coached and worked on, and, uh, I, again, I think he's the better player. Overall, I think uh, Gaither's actually a decent playmaker. Even if he drops a few interceptions, he seems to have a better nose for the ball. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I still think I – don't, I don't think they're deep enough at linebacker where they can be cutting Gaither. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to think he stays, too. And now just to look at the NFC – who do you think right now, who is the best team in the NFC East? Oh, I, I, might, I may sound biased, but I think it's, it's, I think it's the Eagles. Because you look at the Giants, they are not the same team without Plaxico Burris. And just sure. let me say, I, uh, even, even if I wasn't an Eagles fan, I would still loathe the way Eli Manning plays. He just put, gets on that back foot throws it up and hopes for the best, and because Plaxico Burris is eight foot six, he comes down with it, and it drives me insane. But without him, he doesn't have that now. He doesn't have that security blanket. Oh, he I doesn't. don't think they're as good as last year. No, they're not. The one thing you have to say about the Giants, too, and, and we'll see what happens with this Eagles offensive line because talent-wise, 
you could probably put them on paper against anybody in the NFL. But the Giants have that familiarity, and you have to think, they, until I see otherwise, the Giants have the best offensive line in football. Until I see otherwise, the Giants also probably have the best defensive line in football. They are monsters. They're getting Omen Yura back, and I really do. This is where I agree with Andy Reid, is that you do build your teams from the inside out. They are built from the inside out. Now, once you get out, I think I agree with you, <laughs> once you get toward that outer part of the team, they aren't as good. Um, I don't like their secondary a whole lot. Webster played a little better last year. Uh, Aaron Ross, spotty at times. I don't love their corners. I don't love their safety. Um, they're still talking about Kenny Phillips having to fight for a position. Well, he was a first-round pick, and he's a safety, so you would think that you would like to think that's a done deal getting into year two. Um, so I understand that might give me the, the edge there. Yeah. But, boy, they can still run the ball. And when you can run it at will, which they can, and, and Derek Ward, he was a nice player. They like this Danny Ware kid. They really Danny do. Ware and, and, uh, and Ahmad Bradshaw. And Ahmad Bradshaw still there when he's not doing time. Around. You know, if he could stay out of jail, I think that he's going to contribute. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, so we, I think we're in agreement. The Eagles and, and the Giants are the top of the division. Now, G really doesn't like the Cowboys this year. What's your take on the Cowboys? He is sour on the Cowboys. I happen to like Roy Williams, the receiver, better than he does. That's a point of contention we have, but you know, what's your take on the Cowboys? I don't, I don't like the Cowboys either. My thing with Roy Williams is I don't know if he became complacent because he knew T.O. was on the other side of him, but usually guys should thrive with a guy like T.O. and he's getting one-on-one matchups, but he didn't. He, he disappeared, so I don't know if he can step up and be that number one guy. And the other thing is I, like I've been saying it since he came in, not sold on Tony Romo. I think he's immensely overrated. And the drafting of that uh, Stephen McGee, I think his name was, in the fourth round of the Texas yeah. A&M, yeah. I think that shows that there are people in that organization who don't believe Romo's the answer either. I thought the same thing. I thought, you know what? Fourth round is yeah, kind of safe. It's not Kevin Cobb's second round. Uh-oh, look out, Donovan territory. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of high enough just in case Tony can't play. Yeah. I still am okay with Romo. The whole team seems to go in the tank at the end of the season. I don't think it's just Romo. Um, but, again, you know, Roy Williams, yeah, he wasn't the guy. Maybe he pouted. I don't know. He quit on roots that much we know. But he was also playing the flanker. He's a more natural split end, which T.O. played, and he wasn't going to start over him for that. Maybe so we'll see if that happens. Now, the Redskins, we'll go through them quickly because we're, uh, we're heading out of here soon. Um, what's your take on the Redskins? You like Campbell? Hey, what's your I, I like Jason Campbell as the quarterback. Apart from that, I don't like the Redskins. They immensely overpaid Albert Hainsworth. Unless they gave him seven consecutive one-year deals, he's not going to perform for them. He's never finished out a season. He's never produced in anything other than a contract year. I don't like him. I, they threw way too much money at D'Angelo Hall. They've got a whole bunch of overpriced, overrated players. Bob, I agree with you 100% on the Redskins. And, uh, Thanks, guys, for joining us. We're going to head out of here. I want to thank my guest, Bob Cunningham, for coming on tonight. Uh, G-Cop in the house. And this is Micah Warren. And, hey, we're going to do it again next week. And we'll see you then. Take care, guys.
Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.